So I have to share, I did just try to start recording this episode. And when I went to hit record, I had this look on my face that went, oh crap, where's my microphone? And also, where is my recorder? And they were still sitting in storage next to me. And I go, hey, you know what I forgot? And Carrie, just without missing a beat, a recorder? A microphone? <laughs> like, any of the stuff you need? But the you know what? that you need to record a podcast? I mean, what, what you, you bold strat? I mean, I'm, re- I'm recording it to tape and reel off of a... <laughs> it's uh, live yeah. to tape. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty pretty good. That's fun. But, We've but only been at here. this for, you know... A couple years. Three years? Yeah, something, something, Ish, something, something, somewhere something. There. So it's, it's been, it's been a bit, you know. been a minute. Yeah, I mean, I'll figure it out one of these years. Yeah, sometime. Maybe. Unfortunately, that's also not the first time I've done that, where I've forgotten <laughs> that I needed to have recording equipment in order to record. I'm just yeah. like, hey, cool, we'll wing it. This will be fine. Yeah, you know, that's me. Okay, yeah. but I'm here now. What can we say? We we play it fast and loose. We do. On that note. Hi, I'm Karsten. Hi, I'm Carrie. And today, we're going to revisit our our uh, our our quest to complete our walkthrough the Blink One Eighty Two discography. Now, I know what you're thinking. It has been a mere twenty two episodes since we last talked about Blink One Eighty Two, and you thought we forgot about it. And I will tell you, I kid you not. In those twenty two plus weeks. Since you last heard a Blink-182 episode, at least 11 of those weeks, we have texted about (laughs) recording this episode, and either something has come up that we've postponed it, or we've done a different topic where it's like, hey, we should do Dude Ranch, or, or, Or we could do this other thing. Anything else. Right. (laughs) So, there's that. Or we could talk about Meatloaf. That was right. one of them. I was trying to think of any episode we've released out of the last 22, which <laughs> I, I will tell you, know. it's all a blur to the point that when I started playing this again to like familiarize myself with it before we recorded, I was like, shit, have we actually already done this one? <laughs> I feel like we should yeah. have already done this one, which we should yeah. have, but we which haven't. We yeah. So, Dude Ranch. When you texted, like, it half of the times that, you, that we have been texting, like, hey, we should do Dude Ranch, I'm like didn't we do it though like i'm like hasn't right. it been done and i was like oh nope nope it just should have how been. unsure was i and why do i know there's been 22 episodes <laughs> i went through all of the episodes possibly today just to validate <laughs> that i wasn't losing it yeah so we really haven't made it that far yet. <laughs> but this is gonna be our regular recurring series yeah the best part um, is like, if i actually then? We'll eventually I, talk about. I could have accidentally skipped it too. We may have actually already done Dude Ranch. That'd be really funny. That would be hilarious. Really would. This one doesn't have M and M's on it. No. Okay. All right. We're good. We're good. <laughs> yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> but if not, welcome to episode two, Dude Ranch, of this section. Yes. We're gonna get a little bit quicker about it. Um. So I will just go ahead and start off by saying, mm-hmm. Dude Ranch is the perfect epitome of a high school album. Because not only does it talk about high school, Mm -hmm. not only are all the themes high school, Mm -hmm. but just like your high school ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, you thought you loved it, (laughs) but when you get a little older, you knew it never was. Yep. 
Yep. You're like, oh, we've both grown since then. We've both we, 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 we've grown apart. <laughs> uh, grown apart. It's so far off enough that I'd almost add them on social media to figure out what they're up to today. Right. Like, oh. Um, but yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. There's some really good songs on there. There are songs I really gems. enjoy on it. Yep. And like, I'm singing along to a lot of them. Like, oh, well, you know what? Actually, it's kind of fucking creepy that they were even singing it at a certain point. Like some of these, it was just kind of weird. It, yeah. It, I have some... And you know what? I'm just going to rip the band-aid and go straight to episode 12, A New Hope. And the reason why I'm drawn to this is it's all a song about fantasizing about Princess Leia, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yep. this is going to get real awkward real quick. Go for I'm it. I'm always drawn to that because my first sex dream was also about was about Carrie Fisher and That's Princess incredible. Leia. This is true story here. So to me, this is just like, this is life. This was is she- great. Was it the Jabba slave costume in it the dream? Wasn't. Was it, it was wasn't. It was not. But yeah, just like the standard hair? thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, I respect that. I, I like yeah. it a little better. Yeah. But I mean, I didn't want it to be weird. So I mean, like, I, I guess my subconscious was controlling this. We weren't we were looking for a lightsaber. We were just looking for a flashlight, which also like at the time this occurred, I mean, that's how you made your lightsabers. I mean, you'd use your flashlight. So. Right. Yeah, there we go. All right, so it's all nice. nostalgia for me listening to this one, um, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, uh, I would say majority of them are played because they're part of the track uh, because they're part of the album. Yeah, but in standalone, I would skip most of the songs. Yes, and that's not meant with any disrespect, but that's just kind of the way it is. It's right. it's fine. Um, it's fine. Yeah. Okay. As I was playing it through the house, like as I'm listening to the album, you know, like when I have an album I'm listening to, I'll listen to it a couple times and I put it through for everyone to listen to it through all the rooms. And so we're listening to it and it's like the hidden tracks show up and I'm like, do I skip it or do I let it go? Because I have a mm-hmm. couple kids under 10 here. Right. Eh, we'll see what they say. And I walked past and there was like the neighing at one point and <laughs> I n- walked past my wife and also made the neighing sound. She goes, did you just neigh at me? I'm like, maybe. She goes, why? And I'm like, I was singing along. You were singing along. Yes. Um, yeah. But also what I appreciate was um, getting ahead because we, we're going to talk about music video here, obviously, probably talk about it a little very briefly. Um, mm-hmm. But... As the song Josie mm-hmm. um, was playing, my wife just goes, is this the one where they're naked running around? And I was like, no, no, no. It's the one at the movie theater. Oh, okay. All right. And that was the <laughs> entire conversation about it. Like, is this the naked one? No, no, no. no that's not until the next album. Oh, okay. It's one of the movie theater. Oh, right. The one with the popcorn. Yes. The popcorn yep, moment. The popcorn like, one. <laughs> I remember the popcorn moment and the pants getting pulled down. And then the rest of it's like, it's not that I don't remember it, but those are like the best parts of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. You know? Yep. And like Mark Hoppus's face in the popcorn moment. That is yes. like just over. Oh, well, like, yeah. oh yeah. God. <laughs> and, and, and I will just say, watch the music video. I'm not going to describe the whole music video. It takes place in a movie theater. Where he runs into an ex with a new guy. And yeah. At one point, he pours popcorn on them and just is like, oh, goodness, like, what's going on here? This isn't where I park my car. Spills popcorn all over. And it's great. Great. Highly yeah. recommend. 
it's that, fun. And at one point, he's getting pulled away, and he's holding on to Tom's pants, and Tom's pants come down. And yeah. those are like the highlights of the music video. The rest of the music video, fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend it. Yes. But, you know, those are the best parts. Th- those are the best parts, but it's still like, it's not... Those are two highlights in a terrible video. It's like those are the best parts, and the rest is fun. Mm-hmm. It's there. Um, yeah, I would, <laughs> I would agree with your assessment of like, oh, I liked this in high school, and now maybe, not as much. Um, I was flipping through like last week. I think I just told, um, like my car. I was like, just play some Blink One Eighty Two. And, um, so it was shuffling like their whole discography and like every time like Apple shampoo came out, but I was like, Oh, and then like, I got like 30 seconds in and I was like, okay, skip. And then like pathetic came out. I was like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, okay. Had about 45 seconds and I'm good on it. Like they're, yeah, they're fun and they're fine, but I don't want to listen to them all the time. I need to put a big correction in real quick. Uh huh. Because after I finished talking about the Josie music video, I thought, that's not the Josie music video. Isn't it that's the, the damn, damn it video? Vid- it is the damn it music video. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I was I just was had like- the track list up and I, I'm completely wrong. And I was like, oh shit, we need to re-record it. No, no, no. I'm just going to own it. I'm just a fucking idiot. That is the damn it music video. The yeah. damn it music video. The Josie music video is the one where they're at high school and they have like, the, well, I'm at a school and they have like the track meet. That, oh that one. yes 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 yeah. yeah as you were saying it i was like i thought that the popcorn one was damn it but like i hadn't watched it so i was like well may i was like maybe i'm getting that confused i was like is damn it a live video like why can't i pull that one up in my memory nope no yeah nope nope you had it right so d- d- <laughs> damn it is the music video one i yep. apologize i'm incorrect barry will never let me live this down <laughs> for actually saying something incorrect i know <sighs> He's probably going to buy you popcorn. <laughs> probably. He might spill <laughs> popcorn on me just on probably. principle. And then Josie's the one where he tries out for the track team and does not perform well, but finds love in the end. Right. Because everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. <sighs> so as we're kind of walking through this, a number <laughs> of these songs do show up on the Mark, Tom, and Travis show as well, which yes. I feel like... Uh, as we're kind of itching towards that, we have had zero secrets about the fact that that is, in my opinion, best Blink album. Um, well, yeah. that one or self-titled, that's kind of the pinnacle right there in mm-hmm. that time frame. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I, I know that as these songs are getting closer, that's kind of where they all start looping in and getting closer to them. Um, right. And keeping score on this, Scott Rayner is still a member of the band. Mm-hmm. For this album, but I believe that by the time that they get to the next album, Travis Barker has replaced them. And part of that is yeah. after they release this album, like uh, musicians, when they're really hitting stride, they toured constantly. Mm-hmm. And there were things that came up, which, you know, as we know, talking about high school. Sometimes, although you love them, you have to let them go and realize it wasn't love to begin with. Right. Um, and Scott is 
released from the band, and Travis Barker, who was playing with the band The Aquabats, who they were touring with at the time, filled in and mm-hmm. thus subsequently became the drummer for Blink-182, which, again, as you talk about, there are the different phases of Blink-182. There was the rise to fame, which I include through Dude Ranch, although mm-hmm. a number of these songs, like, again, Damn It, Damn It especially on here is the one that still is... It, yeah, heavy rotation. Even if I was gonna listen to Blink One Eighty Two, it's just a good, solid song. A lot of these other ones, it's not that they're not good, but those are kind of that. That one, that one really stands out. Um, yeah, it's a but, starting out band, like they, right. you know. Yeah, yeah. And then you go to like kind of like the I feel like the heyday of the band, which is mm-hmm. Anima of the State, Mark Tom and Travis show, uh, Anima of the State, Mark Tom and Travis show, take off your pants and jacket, and yep. I would kind of put that. And, and mm-hmm. maybe even put self-titled in there. I feel like yeah. that's teeter-totter. And yep. then there's the late, late band where mm-hmm. you have Neighborhoods, California. I don't know the names of the other one off the top of my head. Nine? Yeah. Is one of them. And in that. Is there another that, one? That's sorry. when Mark, or sorry, when Tom leaves the band. Yeah. During that phase. Yeah. And they break up a few times in there, but I feel like that's kind of the three phases and self-titled could teeter totter either way. Mm-hmm. I think neighborhoods was more of a grown up sound, but really up through looking at it from the phase of life, you have a teenage years in, mm-hmm. you know, you have your Buddha, Cheshire cat and dude ranch. Those are your teenage, teenage years. Your yeah. young adult is, is, you know, Enema of the State, uh, Mark Tom and Travis Show, um, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. And then you kind of start hitting your end of your 20s, mid to late 20s, where you're like, I'm going to grow up a little bit, maybe, maybe even early mm-hmm. 30s. And that's where self title plays in. Yeah. And then Neighborhoods, to me, feels more like that, okay, we're getting a little bit older. And then mm-hmm. they split. And then it kind of tries to go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, that's like I would almost put neighborhoods in like its own <laughs> phase, mm-hmm. like because I was midlife crisis. Yeah, it, it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, and yeah, and then and then when they split, like it's like it feels to me like Mark is trying to like bring in, like he wants to continue the era of like Enema of the State. But then also wants to grow up. And so right. it's like, I don't want to be serious <laughs> like neighborhoods, but I want to grow up. It's, yeah. So I guess and, what you're yeah. saying, I guess this is growing up. I guess this is growing up. <laughs> so yeah. really, when you're talking about it, that last phase is just damn it. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> well, happened once again. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that one of the he things about this. He turns to a friend. He does turn From to Alkaline a friend. From Alkaline Trio. Alkaline Trio? Alkaline Trio. Okay, um, so I will say the thing about this one is there are these things called music videos, which mm-hmm. there are bands that set themselves apart in terms of music videos for fun ones. You have like OK Go. You know mm-hmm. they're going to have some dope music videos. Like. Yep. Blink-182 in their Eminem's video was fine. 
Mm-hmm. It was fine. But in the videos that go with this, damn it, and Josie, mm-hmm. they set themselves up for we're going to have a good time. They seem yes. like the party band. They're mm-hmm. This is 97, so later part of the 90s, you're out of the grunge thing entirely. You're really into pop is really taking off. And this is the, not not the pop wasn't ever taking off, but like as you think about it, in the, this is a whole new kind of thing. And mm-hmm. they want to be the fun people. And I will say the mm-hmm. other thing about it is their music videos were one that everyone wanted to see because they were fun and funny. Mm-hmm. They had humor. And it's not that we'd never seen it before, but they did a really good job of branding themselves in mm-hmm. their music videos. We're the fun immature guys it's fine we're having a good time hey and we can make fun of ourselves where the whole thing in in both of the music videos the protagonist does stupid things gets themselves hurt and or maimed and or something Mm -hmm. and that's the whole thing and in the end they don't leave with the girl Right. And that's the whole thing. It's all chasing after a girl. And that is what both the music videos are. They're just, I, I feel like at some point when they went to the pitch meeting, they're like, okay, listen here. I got this idea. I got two ideas. We just pick one, okay? You're chasing after this girl. The one takes place at a track meet. The other one takes place at a movie theater. They're like, fuck it. Let's do both. <laughs> Gold. Done. <clears throat> Perfect. Okay, all right. And one of them, the girl leaves with the dude at the movie theater. The other one... You're going to find out that this dude likes you a lot. Okay? Is that cool? All right, we got it. Let's let's go shoot this thing. So and that, and that that's really that's it. Now, this was kind of that baseline for what became the really really iconic music videos which came out with the next album which we'll talk about in the future. And right. I think that's really where as they started doing this, I imagine that there was some PR involved where they really were looking at their imagery and their branding and Mm -hmm. it matched so well with their entire image Mm -hmm. and the music videos aligned with the entire aura that they let off Mm -hmm. and it and it was just done so well just from looking at them it made sense right whether it's the dyed purple hair or 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 any of it yeah yeah or the skinny awkwardness. <laughs> the skinny awkwardness. Yes. Yeah, I feel like with with this album, I feel like they have kind of given up the, like, we're going to be a punk band. And, mm-hmm. like, the grunge and anger thing that, like, they never really had, but maybe we're trying for. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they've embraced, like, we're going to be fun. And, mm-hmm. like, sing about stupid shit. And, like, make these ridiculous music videos. And I think that's what really, like, it helped to bring more pop into punk, thus creating mm-hmm. pop punk. And I think that's why also, like, Blink-182 has spawned so many other bands. Like, there's mm-hmm. a whole genre that's just, that's like, our influence is Blink-182. Because, <laughs> like, there's a bunch yep. of kids that just want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And, like when you start a band and you're in high school, you kind of just want to have fun. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, for sure. So like, let's be a blink way to cover band and then figure out who the fuck we are later. 
And I feel like this is where they really step into that role of like, we're going to stop trying to be no FX and we're just going to like, they have fun. Yep. Oh yeah, for sure. And I think <laughs> that's the, one of the things we talked about on the previous albums were like, they, they're a young band at the time. They're yeah. playing. It's essentially like, we're going to play parties and this feels like it's that transformative. Like we're not just parties. Right. We can be bigger and still have fun where you mm-hmm. have weird, funny lyrics that people want to hear and scream out. Like there are iconic things and I don't want to get into any of them from future albums, but right. it's just you have some that it becomes part of the process is you have call and response already built in. You have parts of the song that you want people to interact in. And these songs are kind of seeing that transformative side from the previous one where it really was all about the audience interaction to being the combination of you want to hear us play, but also we want your involvement because we're moving bigger. Right. And, and, and you can hear it in the album where the next one, it's built for listening. Mm-hmm. There are interactions that happen that you can hear without having ever heard it at a concert. If you never went there, you can hear where the interactions are at the concert. So, yeah. 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 So I, I I would say overall, fine album, fine album. I think that it, it it's again it's good. It's not that I wouldn't listen to it. I think that of the earlier three, this is probably my favorite out of the three. Mm-hmm. Um, but like with so many things, it gets better with age until it gets terrible. So, oh sorry, I guess I shouldn't let my emotions out. Really, that honest <laughs> right up front. I, I yeah. think it's kind of funny, like for me though, like with this, it's right on the cusp of what I just, it really becomes them. And mm-hmm. I feel like a lot changes with Scott being gone. It could just be the snare drum in the next one, but mm-hmm. it shifts. Yeah. I think like to me, this album, I like it. It's yeah. My favorite of the early three. Um, there are songs on there that I do enjoy. Damn it. Like is one I tend to not skip like I enjoy that I enjoy that one for sure and there's others that I'll listen to um and I'll listen actually to the album um but I do really think like this has for me it's more about like the potential in it like it's like oh you guys can go somewhere Mm -hmm. and or like you know you're figuring it out you're finding who you are and like getting your image and brand and everything together and like yeah you you can do something with this and then I agree, like when they get Travis is <laughs> mm-hmm. when it's like, oh, like, yeah, we have part. Li- yeah. I what? Yeah. Well, we will talk about it later, but like bringing the snare in and then also bringing in like someone who's legitimately talented was yep. <laughs> very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I and I mean, not I'm not trying to. Not the others aren't, but like it's Travis Barker. Not that Barker. Scott isn't, but Travis Barker is is amazing and i think that he he continues to grow as a drummer mm-hmm. there are, there are different types of drummers and i'm not trying to shit on you scott i'm sorry like if you're listening i want to talk to you i actually want to yes. hear your story both during this time and afterwards because mm-hmm. i think one of the big things that i understand is he wanted to grow up like he yeah. wanted to start doing he wanted to grow up he wanted to go to college he wanted to actually like grow up himself and he he was younger and I feel like in so many cases, like, hey, it's great that you have this popularity, but also, like, essentially, he's at this point wanting to embrace the self-titled on, mm-hmm. where 
they were wanting to be like, oh, listen, we can get away with another decade of dick and fart jokes. Right. Why would we stop now? Yeah. And honestly, it, it's just kind of a different direction. And thinking about right. about that, yes, there were things that for, for him, from what I understand, there was some alcoholic drinking involved, alcoholic mm-hmm. beverages and stuff. But it just seemed like also rise to fame when you're young and you have to deal with it. You know, it's hard. Yeah. So, yeah. Scott, if you're out there, I would love to have an interview. Um, oh, gosh, yes. Yeah. Honest, honestly, probably more than the other members. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, no disrespect to the Mark, Tom, cool or too. Travis, but <laughs> like, I don't know. I think that'd yeah. be a really interesting conversation. Um, but it's hard to argue. Even like big fans of 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 drumming, you just have respect for Travis because... Mm-hmm. He does a he does a lot, and he continues to grow. I mean, yeah, it's and crazy. He's a, he's a drummer where like. All right. Well, fun story. Uh, Carrie's recorder just stopped recording, so it's just me now. So, I, I, I don't know that there's much more to say other than I don't even actually know where it cut off. It definitely filled up at some point, but, um. I think that really just in closing, we both encourage you to listen to this one. It should be really good um, for their early stuff. And I think that it also kind of adds a baseline for where we're going. And our next one that we're going to talk about is obviously the enema of the state. And that is where it starts really getting the Blink-182 that most people know. So uh, we'll look forward to that one into, let's see, we did 22 weeks this time. Let's see what our record can be this this next one. Um but uh, for the Black Door Music Argument, I've been Karsten. And I've been Carrie. And uh, thank you for sharing your time with us. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's cold, cold outside. outside.